We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Friday, April 21st. It's Fighting Friday. We're fighting. We're fighting tomorrow. We're fighting tomorrow. Maybe not. We're fighting. I don't stand a chance in the octagon, but maybe you do on DraftKings this weekend. We got a fight night card, 12 fights late. Starts at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, I believe. I don't think they'll push it back. Hopefully no cancellations, right? Uh, they'll be they'll be taking the scales uh today. So hopefully we don't get any uh scrap fights because we're only we only got 12 of them. We only got 12 of them. That's what we'll be going over today on the show. Short show today, typically on uh, Fridays, fighting Fridays. Hit those thumbs ups, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Good morning to the early birds. Wataz and Suki Singh. Defic. Andrew Garcia, Bart B, Daniel Hutchings. Good morning. Good morning. We got everything for you for the for the UFC Fight Night 71. 
Fight breakdowns by Liam and Mike. They'll be coming out today. The premium grounded pound podcast. Uh, the expert survey, projections, ownership, everything. You get that with the combo premium package here at Roto Grinders. Click on the link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. So what do we do every week? When we break down a DFS slate for DraftKings for, for an MMA slate. The two contextual variables that matter the most. We're playing GPPs. We're not even talking about cash games here, right? For GPPs, the two contextual variables, the size of the slate and the spread of the fights, okay? So that molds typically increases or decreases the probability of what the nut lineup looks like. With so few options in MMA, typically you're you're aiming for the, you're essentially aiming for the nut lineup, the best possible lineup that could be. 12 fights, okay? So somewhere in the middle, this is not... This is a, a medium to smaller size card, right? The larger the card, right? There's more opportunities. There's more fighters that have the ability to, you know, put up 100 plus points, you know, be in the optimal lineup, the nut lineup. Less fights, there's less opportunities, which means on larger cards, you much more heavily prioritize ceiling. And on smaller cards, you're more likely to prioritize like win, winning a fight. A winning score from an underdog getting 82 points, that is more likely to be optimal than on a 15-fight card. So on a 12th, this is a 12-fight card coming up tomorrow. So I would say it's the mid mid to small. I would say like 13 fights is like medium size, 14, 15 is large. 12 is mid to small. 11 is getting a little smaller. 10 is very pretty small. 9 is ridiculously small. So on this card, especially with the way the pricing is, when we have multi, we, we have like a $9,700 fighter, a $9,500 fighter, $9,400 fighter. Like if those guys put up like a decent amount of points, I mean, maybe only getting 80 points from, from an underdog winner may, may be fine. So I'm leaning more on the side, a little bit, a little bit more, just tilted a little bit more. I'm prioritizing, especially for the underdogs. Uh, win equity over finishing equity over you know ceiling ceiling amount of points then the second contextual variable is the spread of the fights now we do have like a five to one six to one favorite montel jackson versus ronnie yaya we have like a three three to four to one favorite lucindo over brogan walker then we have like two like two to one bobby green jared gordon fight the francis marshall william gomi fight everything else is under two to one that includes a $9,100 fighter, a 9,000. 9, Ricky Glenn is 9,000. He's minus 150. So he's a three to two favorite. So we got we got a lot, a lot more pickums, a lot more under, you know, under two to one here. So I would say that although we do have some bigger favorites here, the nut lineup, maybe it doesn't necessarily spend all, all 50,000. But I don't think this is necessarily a slate where you know, a 48K lineup wins. You leave 2,000 on the table, and that's the winner. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure that we're going to get, like, six big scoring underdogs, those types of slates. So I I would lean in, in both contextual variables as a little slightly lean towards win probability, right? I don't necessarily have to prioritize as much ceiling equity. And then on the other hand is... Uh, I probably want to spend most of my salary, right? Probably in the 49, 49, 2 to 49, 8, you know, that type of range. 
but uh, but probably don't leave a ton of salary. But also probably with 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 twelve only twelve fights, avoid a lot of the fifty k type lineups. Maybe you'll be able to. There'll probably be some. They're going to be plenty of fifty k lineups that contain like Yaya Walker. You know, that contain you know a Bobby Green Brad Tavares combination or something that could be like less duplicated or even 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 unique. I'm not sure about unique, but under five under five dupes. So that's how I'm I'm viewing like lineup construction for this slate. Now, obviously, with the bigger favorites like Jackson, Losindo, and Green, like Montel Jackson's ninety seven hundred. I mean, essentially, like he's gonna he's gonna have to score like a hundred and ten hundred and twenty points to, I mean, come close, I guess. Especially on a slate, if not many underdogs win, right? Not many underdogs win, and Montel Jackson scores like a hundred and two. Like that's not gonna be enough. But if he's going to be, he's going to be owned. I mean, he ob- obviously he rates out the best. He has the highest inside the distance line. That fight is very binary, right? Essentially, it's Ronnie Yaya is is like a one dimensional submission jujitsu guy, right? Not even the greatest of grapplers, but just like as obviously once the, the fight gets to the mat, he has a humongous advantage. Problem is, is that if he doesn't get to the mat, he's just a sitting duck. He he doesn't really offer much other than then I'm going to desperately try to shoot takedowns, get you down, pull guard, get you somewhere down there and try to submit you. Plus 625 inside the distance doesn't look very likely. Montel Jackson minus 150. But it could be one of those fights where, you know, Yaya tries to get it down in the first round and Montel Jackson knocks him out in the second. And Montel Jackson doesn't get doesn't get 100 points. Or it could be a fight where Montel knock, knocks him down three times in the first round or a quick win bonus or something. <coughs> Next thing you know, he's 135 points. It could be that. <coughs> the main event on this card, Curtis Blades versus Sergey Pavlovich, going to be the highest on fight on the slate, and probably for good reason. Blades minus 130 inside the distance. Pavlovich plus 170 inside the distance. The fact that it is five rounds probably doesn't matter. When it comes to ceiling, it, it probably doesn't. I mean, Pavlovich has not been out of the first round in years, right? He's on, obviously, he's on a winning streak. Uh, Blades obviously has wrestling upside. His, his floor is much higher. Pavlovich, Pavlovich's path to 100 points in this fight is a first-round knockout. I mean, essentially, or multiple knockdowns, I guess. Like, Pavlovich ain't winning a decision. Like, get that out of your head. I, I don't, did, I, I doubt this fight goes 25 minutes, right? This fight is, is favorite, is minus 900 something inside the distance. Like, to not go the distance, it's like minus 150 to end in the first round, right? So 60% implied probability of just, it's ending in the first round. So if you, if you view this as like a, like, oh, well, I got to play a five round fight. Like this, you, this fight might as well be three rounds. So don't let it don't let it really get into your 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 mind that it's like oh well it's a five round fight so I get I get round four and round five points if it goes to the decision like it's not one of those fights. Obviously, at the longer it goes, it, the more it favors Curtis Blades. But of course, Curtis Blades has been hurt plenty of times. Also, he's been knocked out. Right, he's been knocked down a couple of times. He doesn't. He's, he's not. He's not the most durable. Uh so if he can't get it, if he can't get Pavlovich to the mat, and also Blades isn't that bad of a striker, but I mean, you would think that he 
get Pavlovich down. Pavlovich, has, the last time he's been on the mat, which is a while ago, didn't look like he could do much there. Things seems pretty helpless there. So, like, if if this fight does get extended, I mean, that just favors Blades more and more. Pavlovich at 7,400, plus 170 inside the distance. I mean, you're, you're essentially paying 7,400 for a first-round knockout. Now, for that price at plus 170 inside the distance, it's pretty good. Right, but he's also going to be popular. I have I have him closer to like around forty percent owned as an underdog. But I mean, you got you got five minutes. Pavlovich has got five minutes there. But even a second round knockout, like we said, maybe maybe you don't need a hundred points out of all your all your fighters, especially the underdogs. If not many underdogs win, and Pavlovich gets a second round knockout and scores eighty five points. That may that may be fine for seventy four hundred. Right, it's it's the it's the fighters that are priced up that are first round or bust knockout guys that typically I I try to stay away from. I'm not sure if we have really that that dynamic on this on this card because even Montel Jackson, like Montel Jackson, maybe he doesn't get the knockout, but he beats the crap out of Ronnie Aya. He could get there some other way. I think one of the least appealing fights on the slate is is Bobby Green versus Jared Gordon. Bobby Green is plus. 305 inside the distance. He's really not really been a finisher. I mean, he finished what? Uh, what he, uh, the, I, uh, whatever his name is. He got, well, he got to finish like two fights ago or something like that. Uh, but that was his first finish in like 10 years. Now, yeah, so he has volume, right? This is, I mean, for a cash game type of floor value, 9,400. I mean, it's okay. Francis Marshall versus William Gomi. There's wrestling upside here. But I think they're gonna. I think Marshall's gonna be overowned, right? Yeah, I mean, he has a good floor. I think Carini still. I think that to me, weird to say, I think the most important fights on the slate, the most important fights, other than like will someone score enough points, right? I think we got the Junior Taffa versus Muhammad Usman fight, the mid range eighty two hundred eight thousand fight. Look at these ITD lines, plus 125, plus 190. Like, this fight fight is not going to look very good, okay? Muhammad Usman, like, like throws like, it's like Derek Lewis almost, right? Throws like three strikes. He has some wrestling, right? He's he's Kamaru's brother, right? Not very good. But he doesn't have much volume. And Junior Taffa is like, Junior Taffa, I don't, I'm don't. i not even sure if you is UFC level. He basically just storms forward on the regional scene and just, like, if you're not ready, he knocks you out type of thing. Like, not very processed, not very not, not very technical. Just, like, I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm going to go, and I'm going to just overwhelm you, and hopefully you crack. So this fight could be ugly, right? It's a heavyweight fight also, so, like, these guys have like one round. Do they get there in the first round or do they not? But either of them could win. Either of them could get knocked out. I think the Norma Dumont Carol Rosa fight matters more for Rosa than for Dumont. Dumont is vastly uh, overpriced for her inside the distance line. I mean, she is one of the worst on the slate at eighty three hundred, and she's the fa- she's the technical favorite. It's now pick them minus one ten each. Carol Rosa, we. Carrosa typically is priced in the nine Ks, right? Carrosa is typically favored because she fights at a high pace and she wrestles. I mean, she at least attempts wrestling a lot. 
So I think Cara Rosa is going to be pretty popular. I think if you're playing, if you're playing double ups or whatever, Cara Rosa would be one of the first first people in, right? Because you can't. Norman Dumont doesn't really finish anyone, right? Or inside the distance line sucks. And Cara Rosa, pressure, high pace wrestling. She may be a little bit overowned for her ceiling in GPP, but I think that that's going to be a, an important fight. I think the the Batgirl Dana and the high stand fight is an important fight. That's it's kind of a binary outcome there. Dana has plus one thirty inside the distance, which is a pretty good for eighty seven hundred dollar fighter. But I also understand that his path to one hundred points is pretty much five minutes. Also, right? Dana's uh, high stand just cut like high stand has wrestling upside. That's why that's why this fight. I think this fight is going to be very popular. What is it? The first fight of the night. Because high stand has good high stand good chain wrestling. He could go in plus two sixty five inside the distance. Not a bad number for seventy five hundred. The problem is that Brady high stand comes in for takedowns with his chin up, right? He just yeah. I'm just gonna walk into you and you 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 go for takedowns with your chin up, and you're either gonna get the takedown or you're gonna be down or you're gonna be down. You you're gonna be gonna be the one on the other. You're gonna be lying on your back. Right, staring at the lights. Once, once, once you come back to consciousness. So this fight is kind of binary. The fight I'm the most interested in, which is the the weirdest to say, is the Carini Silva Priscilla Cachoeira fight. Carini Silva has a plus one ten inside the distance, and for a female fight to be so favored to like this fight is like the un is 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 favored to end inside one and a half rounds. Cachoeira is plus 270 inside the distance. Cachoeira has a similar ITD line as High Stand, Semmelsberger, Tavares, Ricky Glenn. I mean, better than Bobby Green. Karini Silva is like a pressure wrestler type. Uh, I mean, she's coming off of what? A win off of what? The Dana White Contender Series or whatever. Cachoeira is, is known as, you know... Catch a beating by by a lot of people. Priscilla catch a beating. But in actuality, like Cachoeira just has no striking defense. But Karini Silva is not really much of a striker. I mean, more more of a wrestler. And Cachoeira, while not being a wrestler, the only time she's lost to a wrestler, to, to I mean, really, has been Valentina Shevchenko and Jillian Robertson. Two really good, really good wrestlers, and get and get submitted. Karina Silva is pretty new. I mean, she's pretty young. I think Karina Silva may end up being overowned because her inside the distance line looks good. I think more, maybe more people play Marshall. It's hard for me to tell. I think both both Marshall and Silva are going to be popular up here. But as far as an underdog, I mean, I have based on just that eighteen percent ownership for Cachoeira. I've hers like probably the best underdog play on the slate compared to ownership. Right? I take a look here, like at 18% owned at plus 270 inside the distance. I think more people play William Gomi. I think more people play Christian Giagos, which I don't mind. I don't mind Giagos either. Giagos's problem, like Rick, I'm like, it's hard for me to play Ricky Glenn at 9,000. As only a minus 150 favorite with a plus 255 inside the distance lines. Yes, I know he got a finish. 
or like two fights ago or whatever. But he doesn't. He really doesn't finish anyone. I'm more likely to, to use that as, that's as a fluke than anything else. Christos Giagos is actually not that bad, and he's a good wrestler. I think in the I think Christian Giagos, Christos Giagos, may even like I would I would like in the first round he may actually look like he should be the favorite fighter. The problem is that after the first round, like Giagos, Giagos has looked good in a lot of fights for five minutes. Then by the second round, just like gasses horrendously and then has, then puts up no resistance and then just like basically gives up. So that's the problem with him. Bruno Silver against Brad Tavares. I think that fight may be like interesting from a technical standpoint, but Tavares is really not much of a finisher. Bruno Silva is, but is he going to be able to, is it, I mean, is Tavares is, is pretty decent. I mean, it's, this would be more like a stand-up. I mean, like, like Tavares Silva, if like, if it goes past five minutes, like this fight busts, right? Especially for Tavares' side. Like Tavares, I think, oh, has five minutes to get a finish and that's, and that's it. Bruno Silva is 7,300. So like, oh, if he gets a finish in the second or third round and puts up 70, 80 points, can he, can he be in the nut lineup? Maybe. Maybe he can. Then we got, what, the Semmelsberger. Well, we have Semmelsberger, Jeremiah Wells. This is a pretty pretty close fight. But, I mean, I, I view this fight as, as kind of a... Like, if Semmelsberger doesn't get a knockout in the first round, I mean, I don't know how he gets there. Jeremiah Wells at least has, has wrestling to fall back on. I'm not I'm not all that thrilled with Jeremiah Wells. We really haven't seen them. I mean, like, he's had three fights. And because of his wrestling, which he's not like the greatest wrestler, but he's not bad. Like he's he's barely absorbed that many strikes. Semmelsberger could hit hard. Semmelsberger can knock people out. So this fight, I mean, a lot of these fights, I mean, we have fights that are like like, like the Rosa Dumont fight. That's most likely almost, I mean, it's like minus 300 to go to decision. And then we have certain fights where it's like, if this makes it past 10 minutes, I'd be shocked. Like that type of, that type of dynamic, which makes it a high variance slate. But I, th- I think mostly everyone is viable. I think I'm less likely to play. I mean, it obviously depends on the lineups that you play. Like I'm going to be playing 50 large field lineups and three small field lineups. And in my small field lineups, I'm pretty much just Xing out Ronnie Yaya, Brogan Walker, and Jared Ward. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Jared Gordon, can he beat Bobby Green? Yeah, I guess so. Jared Gordon can wrestle. I just, I don't think Bobby Green is great, but he's great at what he does, which is essentially stay on the outside, a lot of jabs, he talks some trash, and then he goes to the decision and, and, and gets 85 points or something, right? Like something like that. that. That's what he's good at. I don't mind taking a shot at Bobby Green at like at, at, at cheaper prices, but maybe not at 9,400. Then we got a Yasmin Lucindo versus Brogan Walker, and both both these women aren't very good. Lucindo, a little bit more exciting, a little bit more pressuring, wrestling. Brogan Walker is essentially like a stand-up point fighter. 6,700, does she have win equity? Yes. God knows how, how little she scores in a win. Right? What, did you get 20 significant strikes around and then that's in stuff's takedowns by Lucindo? It's just hard, it's hard for me to see Brogan Walker breaking the slate. Obviously, the round one prop is about 5%. So can it, can it happen? Sure, I guess so. Defix says in the chat that uh, Rosa will be higher owned. Well, I have Rosa at 28. If you think that she's even higher, I mean, then she's even more over owned. Like I have her over owned for her ceiling at 28%. If you tell me she's going to be 34%, that just makes her even more over owned. That means it's less and less likely I, I, I have, have lineups with her and GPPs. But I think if you're playing double ups, I think that, I mean, to me, that's the, that's an easy one. That's a layup. I mean, Bobby Green. I mean, I wouldn't. If you want to play Bobby Green in double ups, go for it. If you want to play Brad Tavares? I mean, probably you're not. You, know, you probably play their opponents, right? Like, if you want to play Jared Gordon, even it's like, oh, I need someone really cheap. I mean, that fight most likely goes three rounds. I mean, I think that's favored to end to end with a decision. So even if Gordon loses and gets 35, 40 points, I mean, that's better than zero. But I think the, the main things to, to recognize are that obviously the main event is going to be insanely owned. And don't think of it as a five-round fight. I have Pavlovich at like 42% as slightly over-owned. I have Blades at 48%, but... He probably should be 48%. Maybe he should be a little higher. At 8,800 and minus 130 inside the distance, maybe he should be Maybe he should be 60%. I mean, truthfully, from an inside the distance standpoint, I mean, it's close enough to Montel Jackson and he's 900 cheaper. And he's technically got five rounds to do it. But I mean... I don't think that's going to happen. And hey, if this fight lasts five rounds, Blades probably has God knows how many points. I mean, that's the only way I see, you know, how does it get to the fourth round? Other than the fact of, you know, Blades taking him down and then just not being able to submit him. And Pavlovich stands up and gets taken down again. It's hard to see Pavlovich lasting that long. It's hard to see Blades lasting that long. Right? It's not neither of these guys. They stand him up in the second round, and then Pavlovich knocks him out. Oh, that could happen. And when this this main event comes on tomorrow, it's like don't 
This isn't a bathroom fight. Like, don't don't go get don't grab a stack and say, I'll catch up with it in the second round. You may not get there. You want to do that? You want to do that for the for the even the Brad Tavares? You want to do that for the Dumont versus Rosa fight? Yeah, you could do that. That's pretty much my assessment. I mean, nothing else really stands out that much based on my my spreadsheet. I'll wait for ownership to adjust. We have to see some weigh-ins. Because the odds may move. Because after, after weigh-ins, sometimes the odds move a little. But uh, from an overall perspective, just from a wrestler by wrestler, uh, by uh, fighter by fighter, I have Francis Marshall over-owned. I have Ricky Glenn even at 18% over-owned. If he's 10%, that's a different story. I have Norma Dumont at 14% being over-owned for plus 600 inside the distance. I have Jared Gordon a little over-owned. William Gomi a little over-owned. Even Brogan Walker and Ronnie Yaya, like 8% would be kind of over, a little over-owned. Under-owned. Montel Jackson may, may actually be under-owned for his upside, for his ITD line. Lucindo. Eh, about efficiently owned. Karini Silva's, I mean, Karini Silva's plus 110 inside the distance. So you, it's not like, it's like, oh, well, oh, I'm, I'm not going to play her at all. All I'm saying is that, I mean, it's, th- th- this isn't high-level women's MMA, okay? This is low-level stuff. The women's fights on this slate are low. low. I Actually, the Dumont Rosa fight is not as low-level. That's more evenly matched up. But the other ones are pr- pretty, these are pretty young, inexperienced fighters. But I still have Cachoeira a bit under-owned. I've, let's see, I got, I mean, Tough is about the same. I mean, there's nothing, I mean, it's, a, based on what I see right now, the ownership isn't that far off from my, my well, my, my ownership that I have here currently. If I would have, if I'd had to fade one of Blades or Pavlovich as of right now, I'd be fading Pavlovich. He fits the mold. I mean, I mean, outside of price, because the price is, makes it appealing. When you have guys that have five minutes, a five-minute window, that short window, knock out a bust to hit their ceiling. I typically want to play them when people aren't playing them, and fade them when they do, when people are. So Pavlovich is going to be 40 plus percent owned. Well, he's the underdog in the five round main event. This ain't going five rounds. You have to treat this like it was a three round fight. Plus 170. Yes, I get it. He's got five, he's got five minutes to do it. And may and he could. He's he's been doing it. Right? It's like, oh, he can't do it. No, no, he's literally been doing it. Look at his past five fights. He's literally been doing that's what that's where his points come from. Oh, the fight lasted 39 seconds. Oh, okay. Well, there's that's a big score. Oh, the fight lasted a minute 17. Oh, okay. That's a big score. And Blades has been knocked out. But I still lean on the side of, of Blade. I, I think Blades. Obviously, should be the rightful favorite, minus 175. And I think more people will look around to the underdog range and go, well, if I don't play Pavlovich, who do I play? 
They'll play Rosa. They'll play High Stand. They'll go, oh, do I play Bruna Silva? People don't want to play Giagos, probably. People definitely don't. Priscilla Cachoeira? How do I play that woman? The bottom end, well, there's not much, there's not much there. So a lot of people are just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bank on a Pavlovich KO and build my line. Cause I got I got guys in the mid-range that I don't mind playing, right? I can play Jeremiah Wilf. I can play Pacquerel Dinah. I don't mind playing Francis Marshall. I'm, I mean, like a little bit more appealing. Just to, for the regular person. For me, I don't care. Give me, give me, give me lineups that are duped less than five times. That have a decent win win probability. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Doesn't matter to me. So yeah, so that's the breakdown. Lineup construction and strategy for tomorrow's UFC Vegas 71 MMA slate on DraftKings. Like I said before, you want to break down of the actual fights, right? You have to talk to Liam. You have to talk to Mike. That's uh that's uh that's in the premium, the premium section. Get the expert survey. You get you get the projections. You get the ownership, which gets updated every day. You get all of that. Just click on the link in the description. And get ten dollars off your first month. Get the combo. You get the MLB. You get NBA playoffs. You get PGA. You get everything. USFL. We have USFL. UXFL. We got stuff. Everything. League of Legends or whatever. CS:GO. Whatever's going on. You get everything. So sign up. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Like button. You know how much I like the like button. Subscribe button if you're new here. And you could always hit the notification bell to know when we go live. So smash everything you can. We got a big baseball slate today, right? MLB. MLB's going on today. How did everyone do with Fernando Tatis at 2K yesterday? At least you only paid 2K for a zero, right? At least you only paid 2K for a zero. It's baseball, people. It's baseball. Like any anyone anyone could go 0 for 5. Right? 0 for 4, 0 for 5. Gotta play Fernando Tatis at 2K. Gotta. You gotta play. No, you don't gotta. You don't gotta play anyone in MLB. MMA, you almost gotta play people because there's only 24 fighters to choose from. So you get you gotta play someone. You can't play Ronnie Yaya. You can't, you, you don't have to play the main event. You don't have to do anything. Other than hit the like button, smash that like button. You can do that. So, uh, so yeah. So have a good weekend, people. I'll be back. I'll be back on Monday. And of course, as always, submit your questions to the show. So I answer your DFS strategy questions. Remember, Mondays, Mondays are with James McCool. Fridays, we do MMA. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you submit your questions. Questions at theoryofdfs.com, and I give you answers. That's what I do here, Monday through Friday. 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.